Good evening, high school sports fans. This is the NHSCA Sports Hour, presented by the National High School Coaches Association for July 23rd, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and communications director for the National High School Coaches Association, along with the founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, settling in here on Thursday night on the Artist First Radio Network for our usual two hours of high school sports talk. Once we wrap things up here on the NHSCA Sports Hour, we turn it all high school football with High School Football America at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Great show for you tonight is for the first time since I took over this show back in uh, November of 2010. Going to talk some diving on the show. We're going to do that with Liv Mitchell, a sophomore-to-be at Laguna Beach High School in Southern California. She is prepping for the USA Junior Diving Nationals in Orlando, Florida next month. And Liv will join us in just a little bit to talk about a great start to her high school career at Laguna Beach High School, where she will be a uh, sophomore this year. Last year, she uh, placed second in the very tough CIF Southern Section Division II in diving, and uh, she's going to talk about that, plus uh, being on the national scene for quite a few years. She will be competing this year in the 14 to 15 year old age group and she uh, does have a national championship uh, on her resume along with a lot of other accolades so we're going to talk to Liv in just a little bit also later on in the show a little bit of a preview of high school football America as we will talk with Jason Negro from St. John Bosco High School in California they will be one of the 25 teams that will be in the NHSCA High School Football America National Top 25 Preseason High School Football Rankings. Uh, they finished uh, number two two years ago, number 15 last year. And Coach uh, Negro has done an incredible job of uh, getting his alma mater to be one of the best in the always tough Trinity League. So uh, Coach Negro will be on the show giving us a little sneak peek of the uh, show we'll have on High School Football America that comes your way 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Today, I want to welcome in our partners, beginning with the Selective Service. Coaches, remember, you've got to keep your boys in the game of life by reminding them that they must register with the Selective Service when they turn 18. There's no doubt about it. It's the law. It's quick, it's easy, and it is the law. All they have to do is go to SSS.gov. takes a couple of minutes, and they can sign up, and it keeps them uh, eligible for things like government college tuition loans and job training and things of the like. They can find out more by going to SSS.gov. New high school year sports year is coming up 2015-16 style and why not uh, get yourself registered to become a member of the NHSCA which gives you all kinds of great benefits discounts on uh, uh, insurance a uh, discount marketplace for sporting equipment and many many other things you can learn more by going to nhsca.com $30 for the calendar year so if you have been a member for a while make sure you go back online at nhsca.com and renew your membership. Uh, do it now. It's never too late, and you might as well do it now while you're not uh, dead smack in, uh, in the fall sports season. So go to NHSCA.com. Hey, uh, congratulations to 2011 NHSCA Boys Golfer of the Year. We talked about this uh, last week. Jordan Spieth, who we were pleased to honor in 2011 as he came out of Dallas Jesuit High School with the uh, Boys National Senior Golf award. Uh, wow, what a run he made at uh, golf history as he came up just one stroke 
shy of getting into a playoff at the British Open. Of course, uh, Jordan winning the Masters and the U.S. Open and just came oh so close. Uh, we are just so proud to have him as one of our honorees as uh, he will be enshrined with all the other fine athletes and coaches that we've honored through the past 16 years in the soon-to-be-built NHSCA National High School Sports Museum. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, time to talk some diving with Liv Mitchell from Laguna Beach High School. She's going to be talking about the USA Junior Diving Nationals coming up next month in Orlando, Florida. Stay with us. You're listening to the NHSCA Sports Hour on the Artist First Radio Network. Greetings, this is Coach Lou Holtz with a message for guys 18 to 25. No matter what team you're on, take a quick time out and play for America. How? Register with Selective Service. It's easy. Register online at www.sss.gov or at any post office. It's not an option play, guys. It's a law. And it keeps you eligible for college loans, government job, and job training. So take five for America. Register with Selective Service. It's what every young man's got to do. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. This portion of the NHSCA Sports Hour presented by Gatorade's G-Series. Well, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot here on the show is how high school sports is really a year-round thing now. Uh, back in the day, you had, uh, you know, those three sport athletes. You still have them, but uh, a lot of kids are uh, really very, very focused on one sport, which makes it year-round. And one of those uh, sports is uh, swimming and diving. And for the first time in the, the five years of doing this show, we're going to talk some diving on the show tonight with a young lady who has had a very good start to her high school career, also 
also on the national scene. Her name is Liv Mitchell. She's going to be a sophomore this year at Laguna Beach High School in Southern California. Uh, last year, placing second uh, in the diving competition in the very tough CIF Southern Section Division II meet. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Southern California, uh, it is the place, the hotbed of swimming and diving in America. And uh, Liv is getting ready for uh, a trip to uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, she's uh, turning 15 coming up here, and uh, she's going to be at the USA Junior Diving Summer Nationals in Orlando starting August the 1st, and she's really had a, a wonderful start to her career, and we're glad to have her on the show tonight to talk about how she got into this sport and how she's gotten good at, about, good at it, and also how she balances all that practice time she has with making sure she's still getting good grades in school. So Liv's on the line joining us right now. Welcome to the show, Liv. Hi, um, thank you for having me. We're real excited to have you on here and, and talk a little bit about uh, uh, your career in, in diving. And I think the best way to get off into the into the subject, to dive right into it, so to speak, to use a little play on words, is what got you, got you in, involved in the sports? We know kids like to be in the pool, but what made you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I like the springboard and then the platform. That's the one that scares me. So tell me a little bit about how you got into the sport. Well, actually, I was at a summer camp, and... We were at the pool, and I saw a team of divers diving on the boards, and I thought it was so interesting, so I tried to do it myself, but I was very bad at it. So I went up and asked the coach if I could join the team, and he said, well, have you talked to your mom yet about it? And I was like, no, I just want to join. <laughs> and so he made me go ask my mom, and then we figured it out, and then he let me join. So how old were you when that, uh, that happened? I was seven. You were seven, so eight years ago. You're you're a veteran now in the sport. So yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about what it takes to get good. Because as you just mentioned, when you started, you weren't. You know, obviously, you, you just like any other sport, you don't just roll out of bed and hit a baseball well or throw a football well or uh, things like that. So, what were some of the things you had to do to get yourself into the sport to know that you were good at it? Well, I just remember this one meet a long, long time ago where it was freezing cold and all the girls were shivering. I was shivering. It was freezing. And they were all falling off the boards. And I just remember it was so cold and I got up there and then I just I just stopped shivering and I went and I did my dive really well. And the past few meets I was getting last place. And then that meet I ended up getting first place. And that was the moment where I realized that I had the potential to be good. And I had a lot of mental toughness to keep me through and keep me going with the sport. Talking to Liv Mitchell tonight on the NHSCA Sports Hour. She's a uh, upcoming sophomore at Laguna Beach High School. Very, very successful in the sport of diving. She's been nationally ranked uh, in USA Diving. Uh, as a junior Olympic diver since 2009, uh, 2013 USA Diving Age Group National Champion in the platform. Uh, you were the bronze medalist in 2012 on the platform and uh, a silver medalist in the platform in 2011. And uh, let's let's go back, uh, and I know Mom's sitting by you there as we do this interview. Uh, let's talk about uh, what, what Mom said and Dad said when, uh, when you went to him and said, Hey, hey guys, guess what I want to do? What, what was their reaction? <laughs> They were sort of stunned. They were like, oh, you already talked to the coach and everything. They were surprised that I already talked to him and wanted to try it. And they were like, okay, you can do it. It's fine with me. So they didn't really think it was that serious at first, and I didn't really either. I just thought it was fun, and it turned into be something that 
was my life. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, uh, you know, the sport is year-round. I mean, and we're going to get into how much you practice and all that. But how important is it to have the support of your mom and your dad? I know they're very, very integral in your career. But what does it mean to you personally to know that they're 100% behind you with this endeavor you want to have as far as you want to take it? It's really helpful to know, like, whenever I want to do something, they're always there to keep me going and, like, push me through the hard times, which is really helpful. Like, I don't think I could have done it without them. So I'm really thankful. Talking to uh, Liv Mitchell tonight, sophomore at Laguna Beach High School. She is going to be uh, diving in uh, her age group, which is 14 to 15. She's uh, coming up on her uh, 15th birthday here, and uh, that's the USA Junior Diving Summer Nationals in Orlando, which begin at the beginning of next month. Uh, What's the best advice mom and dad gave you? about the sport or maybe after a meet where you didn't do what you wanted to do any any nuggets there for you um they just told me to keep going just chalk it up to a bad meet it it's not really a big deal or if it was a big event then I always have next year and they're just always positive and help me through talking with Liv Mitchell tonight on the NHSCA Sports Hour. We're talking uh, swimming and diving tonight, uh, but specifically diving, something we haven't had uh, in a while. So uh, let's kind of go back to uh, when you got started in it. Um, Obviously, you know, everybody knows a springboard. Most pools have them. You know, you can go bounce and cannonball or whatever, but the platform, let's talk about that. So how how does that progression work for you? I mean, is it it something that's natural, or is it how do you get from that, you know, one-meter, three-meter springboard to the platform well the springboard and the platform sort of go together if you're a springboard diver then most of the divers end up being platform divers any um, large aquatic center has a platform and yeah basically any diver that's a springboard diver is normally a platform diver too and when you're in 11 and under each group you start on five meter and you can't go any higher than five meter so your whole dives, um, your whole list is on five meter, and then when you get into twelve, thirteen, you can move up to seven meter, and but you can't go any higher than seven meter. So you can compete on both five meter and seven meter, and then when you get to fourteen, fifteen, you can compete on ten meter, and that's the highest one. So when you're fourteen, fifteen, you can compete on all three. You can do um, whichever board you want. So uh, what what was it like the first? Uh, so now you're up to the ten meter, right? Obviously, with your age, what's what's that like? Can you draw a picture for our listeners out there? What what goes through your mind? How difficult is it? Uh, all the athleticism involved, and obviously what you have to do as far as your moves and all that. Can you put that into words for the listeners? Um, yeah, it's it's sort of terrifying, actually. Um, <laughs> you get used to it after a while, but it's a long way up. There's a lot of stairs. There's around like. 50 (laughs) just to get up there and once you're up there you can see everything like depends on where you are but in normally in an outdoor pool with a full 10 meter tower you can see the whole city and that might be a little scary but once you get used to it it's it's really beautiful actually and it's sort of once you get used to being up there it's not as scary anymore and I know, like, you just have to get over the fact that it's 33 feet up, (laughs) and, (laughs) yeah, but a lot of the dives I do on, like, the other springboards, too, so it's the same dive, just a little bit higher, so you just have to know how to control it, and that's probably the hardest part, but once you get over the fear factor, it's pretty easy. Tell me about uh, your love of one versus the other, the platform versus the springboard. Do you have a, a preference where you're like, oh, this one just is the one. I, I, I love this. Or, or is it kind of equally the same? 
Um, I like both springboard and platform. I I like three meter a lot better than the one meter. I just like there's more time on three meter and we practice it way more than one meter. So I end up liking three meter better than one meter. And for the most part, three meter and tower are pretty much equal. I mean, the only thing that I don't like about tower as much is it's higher, obviously, and that means it's scarier. But the dives are easier to do on tower because you don't have to think about riding the board and springing. It's so it's a lot easier just because it's concrete. Okay, that makes sense. Liv Mitchell on the line tonight on the NHSCA Sports Hour, a uh, sophomore-to-be at Laguna Beach High School. She's off to a great start as a freshman, uh, finishing in second place in the very, very tough CIF, uh, California's southern section, and uh, now getting ready for the uh, USA uh, Junior uh, Diving Nationals. And you, you mentioned practice in that last answer there. Uh, obviously, doing what you do, this isn't something you, you practice once a week. <laughs> <laughs> or, or anything like that. There's a lot of time into it. So tell tell the listeners out there, what what how much time do you put in? And then we're going to balance that off with how you kind of balance the school and all that. But how, how much practice do you put in on an average week? Well, it depends on if I'm in school or not. Right now in the summer, I'm practicing from 1 to 7.15 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Mondays, I have to get up at 6 o'clock and then be at um, – Riverside at 8 and practice from 8 to 11 and same with Wednesdays but on Wednesdays after Riverside I drive to our gym and we practice from 1 to 3 and then Fridays is just 10 to 12 and Saturdays is just gym from 10 to 12 and Sundays we have off. And you know what? That's interesting. You mentioned the gym there. Uh, everybody probably thinks that uh, all of your workouts are are in the pool. That's not the case. Tell us the difference uh, between the two. What do you do in the gym that that helps you when you you get out onto the springboard or the platform? Gym is a lot of conditioning. We do a lot of legs and abs and arm workouts, um, and then we also do trampoline, which is helpful because it teaches you how to jump higher and do flips maybe before you do it on the board. And we have a belt, too, so you get in the harness and the coach pulls you so you can practice, like, simulating your dives before you do them in the water, which is very helpful. And we do floor, so it's like a spring floor, like gymnastics almost. So you tumble and you do passes related to diving. And there's also a dry board, which is it's a diving board, but instead of going to the pool, you land on a mat. Talking to Liv Mitchell tonight on the NHSCA Sports Hour. She'll be competing at the uh, USA Junior Diving Summer Nationals in Orlando next month in the, uh, the 14 to 15 age group category. She'll be competing in three events, events the uh, one-meter, three-meter springboard, and then the platform. Uh, now, you just went through what, what seems like a whole lot of work during the summer. I know you're still working hard when you're in school, so, so how do you balance the two? I mean, how, how dramatically do you cut back the, you know, the, the, the actual workout? Out so the, to make sure you can do your schoolwork and get it all done? Actually, I don't really ever miss any practices. I try to, well, during school, I try to get a lot of my homework done. So that's mainly after class or in class, maybe doing my homework, at lunch, doing my homework. And there's still a little left over. So in the drive to practice, I'm always doing my homework. And so it really, I never really miss any practices um, due to school because I always finish it either at school or in the car. And practice is basically the same. It's just um, maybe a little bit shorter in the school year. It's 3.30 to 7.30. Mm-hmm. So that's still a really long time. But And it's 
it's more practices on the weekends too since there's no school on the weekends but it's not really that much of a difference between summer and school. So you're putting in a lot of time as the bottom line. Liv Mitchell is on the line tonight with us on the NHSCA Sports Hour. And, um, ha- you know, the, the dedication, the practice that you have to put in to be good at it, Can does that translate to the classroom, meaning the dedication, the, the, the ability to understand that you've got so much time to do something? Does that translate to when you have to go to your studies and all that? Like you said, you're doing homework in the car, but, I mean, is there? A, can you compare the two and say, yeah, you know, the, the sport definitely makes me a better student so I'm a real student athlete yeah I think the sport makes me just a better person overall it I think I've got to know how to work hard and how to be dedicated so that's really helpful and I think yeah it builds my character too so I know that a lot of other students don't really have as much sports or like schoolwork going on but also when you're taking honors classes it's a lot of hard work mm-hmm. so I'm yeah it's just a little crazy sometimes but yeah it, it, you know what it, it, it's hard to put into words I understand it some days I feel like I've gotten t- 36 hours out of the 24 and that's kind of what you do we got Liv Mitchell on the line tonight and we're going to now talk about some of the great things that happened to you as a freshman uh, in, in California and then we'll uh, we'll advance to uh, getting ready for uh, the, the Nationals uh, let's let's you know first off I, I don't think anyone that uh, hasn't been to Southern California would know it, but Southern California is a hotbed for, for swimming and diving. Uh, the outdoor pools here, folks, are just absolutely incredible. Now, last year, as I said, the CIF Southern section, which is the, the Los Angeles-Orange County area, uh, is is just so good. You you take second place in Division Two in the diving as a freshman. What was that like? I mean, that can you put it into words? I mean, I know you were confident going in, but what was it like to know you walked away with a silver as just a freshman it was sort of crazy I mean I didn't really have any expectations for CIF it's not really my main goal so I was sort of just going there and having fun competing for my school trying to get them as many points as I could and it actually it was really fun competing with all the other schools I've never done that before so it was a really great experience so does it go up high on your list here before we get to the Nationals? Is is it one of the things that you're looking forward to over the next three years of high school? Yeah, it's definitely what I'm looking forward to. Good. Liv Mitchell is on the line tonight, uh, sophomore-to-be at Laguna Beach High School, and now the uh, the piece de resistance, uh, which is the uh, the Nationals. You've been there before. Uh, you're in the 14-15 to 15 age group. You're competing in three events. How much um, help? do you have as you get ready for this, knowing that you've been there before, you understand what it's about? Because it's got to be a little nerve-wracking. Uh, this is the best of the best in the country. So ha- how has your preparation helped by knowing what you'll ex- what to expect when you get there in Orlando? Um, It's helped a lot because I know that the competition is a lot stiffer. At Nationals, of course, it's the biggest meet of the year. But also, it's definitely more fun than all the other meets because I know I already made it there, and that's the goal. I know that if I make finals, that's great. If I don't, I'm still there. I still made it to nationals because you have to go through two competitions just to get to nationals, and you have to make top 15 in the region and then top eight in the zone for platform and top 10 on springboard. So that's definitely really difficult. And I'm just happy that I already made it there. And I ended up pre-qualifying on tower to semifinals. So I don't have to go through prelims. And 
I'm just like happy to be there. It's just a great experience. It's the best meet of the year. I love it so much. And it's so fun to travel with my team too. And I just know that the competition is really stiff, so whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you, uh, I think I said uh, mom sent me the list of your accomplishments 2013. Uh, you were the uh, the age group national champion in the platform, so you know what it's like to win that uh, that championship. What 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 is it like? I mean, can you take us back? I know it's a couple of years ago. That, that had to put a smile that may be still on your face today. Yeah, it was the best meet of my life. I went in there, I was super confident, I knew what I had to do, and that was just after my grandfather had passed away, so I was sort of upset, it, sort, it happened two days before my birthday, two mm. years ago, but I knew he was with me, and after I won, I was just crying, I knew he was with me, I knew that he helped me through and I was the happiest person ever. It was the best feeling. Oh, that's that's a great story, Liv. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Liv Mitchell on the line tonight, uh, sophomore at uh, Laguna Beach High School, coming up this year, uh, second in the CIF Southern Section in Diving Division Two, and prepping for the uh, USA Nationals coming up, the Junior Nationals. And let's, uh, uh, you, you've said you've already kind of you know gotten through to the semifinals because of what you've done in the prequals and all that. So what what are the goals here? What are the goals for for Junior? nationals aside from have fun and do your best do you, do you have some specifics or is it you know, you're just going to go there and, and and let it happen do the best you can tell tell us what you're thinking um my main goal is just to make it to finals on all three boards because finals you get a medal but i mean other than that i'm sort of just there to compete and have fun like i'm not going to be upset if something doesn't happen my way it's just sort of that's the big me and that's the big goal so everyone's there and that's like sort of the end of the road so whatever happens is just like whatever happens happens it's i'm just so happy to be there good well i'm glad and we wish you nothing but success we uh, enjoyed having you on the show thanks for sharing all the things that you're going through it uh, it's neat it's, it's it's something different that our listeners don't get to hear a lot about so we wish you nothing but success and thanks for joining us tonight Liv. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. That's Liv Mitchell. Again, she'll be uh, competing at the uh, USA Junior Diving Nationals in Orlando, Florida next month, and we'll keep you up to date here on the show on how she's doing. Okay, taking a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little football. You're listening to the NHSCA Sports Hour, and this is the Artist First Radio Network. Greetings, this is Coach Lou Holtz with a message for guys 18 to 25. No matter what team you're on, take a quick time out and play for America. How? Register with Selective Service. It's easy. Register online at www.sss.gov or at any post office. It's not an option play, guys. It's a law. And it keeps you eligible for college loans, government jobs, and job training. So take five for America. Register with Selective Service. It's what every young man's got to do. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. 
How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at echo1612.com. Welcome back to the NHSCA Sports Hour here on the Artist First Radio Network tonight. Uh, reminder, coming up here, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, in just about a half hour, we are going to turn it all high school football with High School Football America, and we appreciate uh, the partnership that uh, I have as the uh, the founder of High School Football America with the National High School Coaches Association. We've been combining for the, uh, the last uh, two years on the High School Football America NHSCA National Top 25. Uh, it's a special proprietary algorithm that we have developed at High School Football America. And a lot of people saying, wow, you, you guys are pretty darn accurate. And for the last two years, uh, the, the two companies have combined forces to uh, put uh, out a very fine product and uh, happy to, at the end of the year, crown our national champion, uh, mythical as it may be. But uh, we have our new poll coming out, our preseason Top 25 coming out a week from this Saturday. It will be released on our website at highschoolfootballamerica.com, also on uh, the NHSCA's website, along with uh, on uh, the various social medias out there. And, of course, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, as far as the NHSCA is concerned, at facebook.com forward slash NHSCA. You can also follow us on Twitter, two accounts there. The regular one for all of the NHSCA is just at NHSCA. The radio show you can follow at at NHSCA radio show. So the top 25 will be released next Saturday. Uh, lots of excitement. Uh, a lot of good teams this year. Uh, a lot of good teams in Texas. A lot of good teams in Florida. And uh, as always, some really good teams in California. And uh, to give you a little sneak peek of what's going to be on the show tonight, I thought we'd take a few moments here to talk with uh, one of the young coaches in Southern California who has really done an amazing job with his alma mater. Took a St. John Bosco program that was okay in football in the always tough Trinity League and has turned it into a regular power. How, how regular? Well, let's put it this way. Three straight Trinity League titles, three straight undefeated seasons. It doesn't get much better than that in uh, arguably what is the first or second toughest league year in and year out in America back in uh, 2013. They finished number two, did the Braves, in the High School Football America NHSCA Top 25 Final Poll 16-0, which included a win over the always powerful De La Salle program out here in Northern California. Uh, the Braves bounced back last year and had another fine season, only two losses, both of those losses coming to uh, nationally ranked teams. Uh, one was to Corona Centennial in Southern California. That denied the Braves a second straight trip back to the state championship game. They also lost 
lost to Bishop Gorman, which uh, in, in some polls, some of the media outlets, they were national champions. So uh, Jason Negro is a an alum of uh, St. John Bosco. He came back. Uh, he's, he's young. He's smart. He's put together a great program there, and uh, we're just uh, always happy to talk to him because he gives us some great insight. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek here about uh, the first thing he talks about, which is when I went through the litany of, of what they've been able to accomplish, they've been able to accomplish over the last two years, I asked him kind of what that meant to him, you know, especially considering that it is his alma mater, and here was his answer. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I mean, when you have a time in the off season like we've had, you know, since January to sit back and reflect on what we've been able to accomplish, it's it's certainly um, really gratifying and it's satisfying to know that that all the hard work and all the efforts that we're putting in as a coaching staff, with players, and our administration is paying off. And you know, as you know, as a high school football coach, we spend a lot of time away from our families. You know, any time from July all the way through December in our case, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just really kind of gives us a, um, you know, just, just something that, to, to look back upon and say, man, maybe it's all that work is worth it. So it's really exciting to think about the accomplishments, and, and we believe we've only scratched the surface on the success that we're going to have here at Bosco. A great run last year, a, a tough schedule this year. So uh, let's first talk about the, the summer season. You've had, uh, you came, you won the, the Surf City 7-on-7 seven seven in, in Huntington Beach a couple of weeks ago now, I guess, and uh, before that, pretty good run at the, uh, the, the Battle at the Beach in Edison. Uh, how happy are you with, uh, with the summer game and what that's done to get you ready for fall camp you know i mean i think it's something that we're really excited about you know the seven on seven circuit out here in california it played at a super high level and most the biggest reason why is because these kids play year-round i mean with the weather that we have our kids are playing on all-star teams from january all the way through june and then once we get them here in the summer then we kind of do our team concept and, and and we go start competing against you know, some of the better high schools and some of the elite competition here in Southern California. So when you're able to go out there and be successful and you're able to, you know, see what your kind of your new team looks like, you know, we graduated some pretty talented players last year. And for us to be able to see and evaluate some of the up and coming kids and how they're going to be able to translate into the season, um, it's pretty exciting for us. And we have, we played super well this summer. You know, our quarterbacks have done a pretty good job and we're super talented on the defensive side of the ball. We have a lot of returners on that area. I think we're going to be pretty, you know, stout on that side. And I think our receivers are pretty good as well. And we've got a lot of young kids. So and the future's bright. I think the current you know, group that we have is going to put a pretty good run together. And if we could put it all together in the fall, I think it's going to um, translate to a pretty successful season for us. Okay, let's then break it down. Uh, everyone knows that uh, Josh, Josh Rosen was incredible for you guys. He's now on to UCLA. So let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, you told me before we started rolling tape here that you got to sort some things out, but you might have a front runner going into camp so tell us who the kids are that are competing for Josh's uh, position now after a three-year run for him you know it's uh, Josh was a tremendous player and there's no getting around that we're going to miss him and we're going to miss his skills and you know so much more of Josh's talents were just on the football field and he did a great job off the field um, you know, being a leader here on campus and being a leader in our locker room. And, you know, so that's a, it's a lot that we're going to have to replace. But I think we have some pretty good kids that are, that are ready to step up. And we have a senior and, and three sophomores that are kind of battling for, the, for that, uh, you know, starting spot. And I think the senior, who's Quentin Davis, you know, kind of has the inside track of getting that job. He's done a great 
great work this summer in in the summer passing league circuit, and I'm really pleased with his performance. But we got three sophomores that are right on his heels, and and you know, and and we're a program that we, you know, constantly are talking about competing. And and just because you have a job to start the season doesn't necessarily mean you're going to end it that way. We're going to put our kids in the best position to win ball games, and the guys that give us the best chance to do that are going to be the guys. So, you know, whether it's Real Mitchell or Jack Alexander or Julian Boyd, whoever those three sophomores are to come and kind of compete with Quentin and um, you know it, it's it's still going to be an evolving process and we're going to continue to do that through the season but I think right now Quentin's got the inside track. Jason Negro on the line tonight uh, head coach at St. John Bosco here in Southern California a program that he has built it's his alma mater and uh, he's built it since 2010 and again three straight undefeated seasons in the Trinity League uh, you know obviously Sean McGrew coming back uh, all-state player just kind of a great athlete uh, can do it all for you guys but before we get to, to what Sean does I, I think he can't do it without what you told me a couple of months ago is a pretty darn big front front line there tell us a little bit about the offensive line and some of the kids that you like that are going to be opening holes for Sean yeah you know we're really excited about that group I think this could be the best group that we've had you know maybe ever and it's it's especially going to be compared to that 2013 group so we're 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 very big and physical guys up front you know and the nice thing is is four of the five guys are back from last year um, you know, starting at the left tackle, Wyatt Davis, is, you know, he's a five-star offensive tackle. It's going to be a junior. Our left guard, Ben Holmes, is back. I mean, he's been really helpful for us as well. He started last year, so that's two guys on the left side of the ball. Our center is back. He's going to be a senior. Um, Matt Smith is, is a tremendous player, and he's a real smart kid, and that's what you need at that position. And then Tavita Moe and, and Joe Murphy are the two uh, guys on the right side at the guard and tackle spots. Um, we're again, we're big and physical. We we just did it the other day, and we averaged six three three twenty two at our line spot. So we're pretty large, you know. But a little bit of it is we're a little too big. So we we got to cut some weight on some of those guys and get them down. And I think with the tempo of the offense that we run and what we're going to accomplish here in the summer when we get into fall camp. Um, in terms of our conditioning program, we'll get them where we need them to be. And I think we could be pretty good. And having Sean back at the running back spot for the third straight year, and, and you know, he's probably one of the best backs in the state without question, I, I think it's safe to say we're going to run the ball a little bit this year. I had a chance to uh, talk to him uh, when he made his verbal commitment to Washington a couple of months ago, and I was really impressed with how you know just polite and down to earth and focused and, and willing to spread kind of the the love as all running backs should to the offensive line. Uh, let it, let us know how good Sean is. Uh, obviously, the best in the state says a lot, but what makes him that type of player? You know, I think his work ethic is, is one of the things, and it's humility. I mean, Sean's a super uh, humble guy. You know, he's not the biggest in stature, and I think that's something that really drives him. You know, he, we did our heights and weights the other day, and he's, you know, he's 5'9", about 175, uh, but he's a physical-type runner. He's obviously got the speed. He finished second in the state in the 100 meters this year as a junior. Uh, so, obviously, you know, it kind of translates how he runs on the track. It's how he's going to run on the football field. Uh, but his humility and the way he approaches the game is just great. I mean, he understands, you know, the reason why he's successful is because what we do offensively and what he has up in front uh, with the offensive line. So for him to be able to understand that and know that it's not all about him, it just makes him a great player. And as long as he continues to do that, he's going to have a super successful career, not only in high school, but also at the college level, because he's just one of those guys that gets it. You know, so many times the athletes nowadays are all focused on themselves and all about them, and they would rather their stats being through the roof rather than win games and that's totally opposite of Sean and it's just great for us to be able to use him as a role model and for him to be able to say 
look, this is the kind of guy that we want in our program, somebody that's going to really, you know, play for the team and not for themselves. And I think that's the reason why, you know, someone's looking down on him and saying, you know, you're going to be this kind of player. Again, that's a a sneak peek of our upcoming interview on High School Football America. Uh, A lot more to talk about with uh, Jason Negro, the fine young head coach at St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, Southern California. He'll uh, handicap the Trinity League race in the uh, show coming up. He's got a lot of talent. We'll talk about a secondary that uh, may be uh, as good, if not better, than the one in 2013 that uh, led the team to a state title. Four kids uh, in that secondary, all of them having D1 offers. It's uh, it's a fine program that he's built there, and it, it's built to last. It's built to, to be around. And uh, some other things that uh, Coach Negro will talk about in the show coming up, uh, some long trips, uh, one in particular. Uh, on the road to uh, St. Peter's Prep in New Jersey as they go across the country to play one of the top teams from the Garden State. Uh, they do take a lot of trips uh, each year. They take one or two. They'll also take a trip to Oregon, but uh, that one to uh, New Jersey is going to need a, a little bit of finessing, and you'll hear how uh, Jason Negro uh, is able to uh, get the, the team you know, working in the right direction when you're going east and have a, you know, a, a five-and-a-half, six-hour flight and, and lose three hours and then have to play a football game on a Saturday afternoon. So lots of uh, lots of uh, insight coming up from Jason Negro on High School Football America. Also, by the way, on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, the National Select 7-on-7 seven seven National Championships played last weekend in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, coming away with a victory was Mail High School out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Mail High School, one of the all-time greats in uh, high school football in America, fourth on the all-time wins list heading into the 2015 season and we're going to talk with the uh, the coach there Chris Wolf who's done a marvelous job of uh, you know competing as a public school against the very tough private schools in the state of Kentucky uh, and specifically in Louisville where they have two programs there both that have made you know national national headlines through the years and one reason is when they play each other they get 35,000 fans to watch that game at uh, Louisville's Papa John Stadium. So uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Chris Wolf about how Mail High School has uh, beaten those two teams three out of the last four times they've faced them. It's something he's proud about. I'll point it out on the show. So don't uh, forget to tune into High School Football America right after uh, the NHSCA Sports Hour ends. And uh, you can listen to it uh, here on the Artist First Radio Network. You can also listen on um, highschoolfootballamerica.com and. That should do it for this segment. But again, don't forget, on the 1st of August, we will release the preseason top 25. It's the High School Football America NHSCA National High School Football Rankings coming out on August the 1st. Okay, going to take another break. Coming back with more. You're listening to the NHSCA Sports Hour on the Artist First Radio Network. Greetings, this is Coach Lou Holtz with a message for guys 18 to 25. No matter what team you're on, take a quick time out and play for America. How? Register with Selective Service. It's easy. Register online at www.sss.gov or at any post office. 
It's not an option play, guys. It's a law. And it keeps you eligible for college loans, government jobs, and job training. So take five for America. Register with Selective Service. It's what every young man's got to do. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. All right, time to uh, wind things down here on the NHSCA Sports Hour presented by the National High School Coaches Association. I'm Jeff Fisher. Again, uh, don't go away at the end of this show. We turn it all high school football with High School Football America coming your way 7 o'clock Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. If you missed any of this show, you can listen in our archives at artistsfirst.com forward slash nhsca.htm. All shows are free and downloadable. We've also now added the NHSCA Sports Hour to High School Football America as well and we'll be uh, reloading if you will up to our site there some of the past interviews we've had and we've had some some great athletes and co athletes and coaches through the course of time here on the NHSCA Sports Hour so uh, if you're looking for something to do one night uh, you know why don't you dial it back and listen to some of the all-time greats in high school sports uh, join us here on the NHSCA Sports Hour. I want to remind everyone that uh, High School Football America and the NHSCA, the, we've put together, we've teamed up. Uh, not only have we teamed up on the rankings, but we've also teamed up on the coach's job board that you can find on uh, facebook.com forward slash NHSCA. A great way to find uh, jobs at uh, every level in every sport across America. It's coachesjobboard.com. We also have one specifically for football coaches, and that one can be found at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, you can get to both of those websites at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Again, coachesjobboard.com is for all sports aside from football, and then football appears on highschoolfootballamerica.com. want to remind everyone that uh, it's time to renew or become a member for the first time of the NHSCA. All you have to do to become a member of the National High School Coaches Association is go to our website at nhsca.com. Right there on the navigation tab, you'll see membership. It'll show you all the details, all of the benefits and it only costs $30 for the calendar year. So the 2015-16 year is ready to kick off here in just uh, just about a week is when some uh, states will open practices in all fall sports.
Sports, and we're excited about that, and we hope uh, you uh, join us and, and get all the benefits of being a member of the not-for-profit National High School Coaches Association. I want to thank our partners that uh, make this show possible each and every week, beginning with a selective service. Coaches, keep your boys in that game of life. And how you how do you do that? Well, quite simply, you remind them that they have to register with a selective service when they turn 18. It's quick. It's easy. It's the law. Yes, you must do it, boys. All you have to do is take a couple of minutes out of your time. Go to sss.gov to learn all the details and also to register. Also brought to you tonight by Cliff Keen, which is built for life. Worldwide Sports Supply, Gatorade's G-Series, the U.S. Navy, and the U.S. Army presenting each and every week the NHSCA National High School Coaches Association Sports Hour. And uh, glad to have all of them as a part of what we do here at the NHSCA. Don't forget with the uh, fall sports coming up uh, next week on the show, we are going to take a look at the best of the best as we'll uh, not only um, give you a little sneak peek into the release of the High School Football America NHSCA football rankings, which will come out on Saturday, August 1st, but we'll also dive into uh, soccer, boys and girls style. Uh, we'll also look at some rankings for uh, volleyball, girls volleyball being played in the fall, uh, some field hockey in there for you. So we're going to start doing that over the next couple of weeks to get you ready for the uh, what should be an incredible 2015-16 uh, high school sports year. Uh, we're going to uh, make sure that uh, we uh, get you all that you need via our social media on Facebook. Again, it's facebook.com forward slash NHSCA and also Twitter at NHSCA and the radio show at NHSCA radio show. And uh, don't forget to follow uh, the radio show's blog that we have, which is nhscasportshour.blogspot.com. Had a couple of good stories we put up last week uh, talking about uh, Jordan Spieth, our 2011 uh, Boys National Golfer of the Year, making his run at the British Open. Again, as, he said, as we said at the top of the show, uh, coming up one stroke short of qualifying for a playoff. It was a three-man playoff. Could have been four if Jordan had uh, been able to get uh, a birdie there on the last hole, and he just missed it. Uh, we also had a good sh uh, uh, story last week on the blog talking about um, the All-Star Baseball game and uh, the coach in New Jersey whose player, uh, Todd Frazier from the Cincinnati Reds, won the home run derby. So, again, keep up with everything when we're not on the air by going to uh, our various social media outlets. Okay, again, coming up in just a little bit, All High School Football America, All High School Football on High School Football America, our two guests on the show. We will give you the entire interview with Jason uh, Negro, who we had on a little bit earlier, gave you a little sneak peek of that. He is the head coach at St. John Bosco in Southern California, Bellflower, California to be exact. And we will uh, hear from him about why his team is going to be so good. They will be in the top 25. Not going to tell you where, but they will definitely be in it, I can tell you that much. And we'll also have on the show uh, Chris Wolf, a team in Kentucky that, uh, you know, they've got some talent that could make a run at uh, being a pretty darn good team that, that could get into the top 25 later on in the season. They won the National Select 7-on-7 Passing Tournament, and that was last weekend in Hoover, Alabama. So uh, don't miss Chris Wolf coming up on High School Football America, 7 o'clock Eastern time, top of the hour. I want to thank our guest on the show tonight, Liv Mitchell. We wish her nothing but uh, great success as she heads to uh, Orlando, Florida, the sophomore-to-be at Laguna Beach High School, going to be taking part in the USA Junior Diving Nationals in Orlando, uh, Florida, and we will uh, on our show once we start in August and the 
international start. We will follow and see how she's doing in the diving competition in the uh, age group of 14 and 15-year-olds. So, again, good luck to Liv as she goes back to see if she can uh, win back uh, her national championship that she won a couple of years ago. Thanking Scott Z in Ohio for making the show run ever so smoothly for now. This is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to the NHSCA Sports Hour on the Artist First Radio Network.